You are listening to In Response, a legacy podcast. A show where three handsome guys talk about their favorite magic the gathering format, legacy. This show is brought to you by creatnessatanycost.com and austrian-legacy.com. You can support the show at patreon.com slash response underscore legacy. And now, lean back and show Welcome to episode 63, The Magic of Christmas of In Response, a legacy podcast. I'm Philip Klein. I am Daniel. And I'm Peter Plank. And we're talking about legacy. Most of the time. Indeed. And sometimes about Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, in this episode, um, we want to guide you guys through a nice little warmth of talk in we're sitting here in our nice lights of how do you call it it is actually adventskranz adventskranz yes it is uh, one of the typical traditions that you do in austria at least you have in the, in the time before christmas you light you can light one candle of yeah for each sunday before for christmas. each sunday before christmas four weeks before that and then you have a nice light shining some hope into your legacy i don't know decks. legacy <laughs> decks <laughs> into your top decks <laughs> and we have a nice beverage also we have what is called a hot aperol um italians please don't don't hate on us <laughs> <laughs> too late too, too late, late. But uh, we, yeah, we, we just have a nice, nice, uh, cozy talk. Uh, we, we talked a lot about uh, what we should talk about today. And I think we have some topics that we can at least uh, talk with you. Normally, we would make here uh, something like a Christmas special episode. But this time, we're doing something special. No, no I, I think... <laughs> Every episode is special. Yeah, of but it's rather different. So it, mm -hmm. it's definitely more laid back. Yeah. So grab yourself a Glühwein, a punch, whatever you want. Or a beer. Lean back and listen to us talk very, very nice stuff, like always, about legacy. But I think first we have to thank, of course, our patrons, as always. <laughs> we have Chino, we have Matt Duncan and we have Moritz. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to have you here. Exactly. So have you actually made up your plans for Christmas so far? Well, Peter, you can start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay. will be very stressful three days on the 24th, 25th and 26th with family and stuff, meeting up, eating some stuff, getting fat over the <laughs> um, Christmas days. Then I will be on basically teaching young children how to ski for three days. Then there is the 31st with... Yeah, a little bit of a party mostly at night, enjoying the new year. And then I have two kids races, hopefully a pre-modern event on the 4th and a poke event maybe on the 6th. So, a poke event, okay. A poker or, oh, okay. Yeah. A poker, okay. I thought you meant Pokemon. But yeah, yeah, me too. No, no, Texas Holder. That's a weird Pokemon format. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you hold them. You aren't allowed them to attack your opponent. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, just, you just allow them to, to get pet all ah, the time. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. But, but for real, yeah. Um, what I'm doing, basically the same as every year. It's just a huge feast and <laughs> um, three days of eating and drinking straight. And then I'll just pass out on my couch. <laughs> And proceed to do, to do simply nothing yep. till uh, till the next year, because that's actually the the Christmas holidays are my biggest holiday during the year. You mean like the, the, the 
the well the most days off yeah the yeah. most days off and also pretty much the time where i can really relax and get myself or not really get myself together but um recharge my mm. batteries for the next year and actually they have run out yeah. a little bit low now have you i just wanted to ask you about this um for a lot of people, the, the Christmas time is actually more stressful than yeah. the time during the year. But uh, since you mentioned recharging, um, is this the case? Can you recharge in the time or is it... Yeah, for, uh, from the 27th onwards, it's just... It's okay. All recharging. Okay. And basically, that's where yeah. the vacation then uh, begins. For where me. it kicks in. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then then I'll just look forward to playing some Baldur's Gate 3. And oh, nice. Maybe we'll see us at the pre-modern event that we'll hopefully do on the 4th mm -hmm. of January. Like on our local game store, yeah. Mm. It's actually a shame that we don't play at least some kind of um, regularly pre-modern because the format is really fun. Mm -hmm. Gotta admit. We had some, yeah, we, we tried to develop something like this, but it was really hard. I think to the find. problem here is to find the really um, the, the right day or the right time for the people. Yep. Because Legacy is still our premier format yep. and pre-modern should just be complementary. And therefore, we can't give away our our prime time in yep. fr mm -hmm. uh, Friday evening. Yes. So it's kind of hard to yep. establish something. We should implement just an eighth day of the week, which we call just Magic Day or something. Yeah, some something like <laughs> in in Dungeons and Dragons, they don't have uh, seven days day weeks. They have so called ten days. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. So every week consists of ten days. Every month consists of three ten days, and uh, it would make things a little bit more smooth. Yeah, I would say so. That's for sure. But yeah, it's good that you can relax something. For, for, for me, it's similar, I would say. As you guys also say, um, feasting most of the time. But I, for the most part, don't have anything planned, like in particular in between, other than that. Like, I don't go skiing uh, all that much, because a lot of people also do skiing in, around Austria in this time. Um, Peter, you of course do, as you yeah. mentioned. Being in a ski club... Uh, you are, are you one of the trainers actually, right? I, I'm one of the teachers and okay. I'm also basically the, the one of the representatives of for skiing for a third basically of the, the, the mm -hmm. clubs, skiing clubs in Upper Austria. So yeah, also something that I do in my free time because I don't know what to do. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> It's hard to yeah, to fill up your days. I mean, it's, come on, <laughs> you only have seven days, and yeah, yeah, no, I see it. Very nice. I think everyone enjoys a little bit of time during the year. Magic-wise, it's not so much happening. At least, at least, well, we have one special event coming up. We have a team trios on friday yeah wow i totally forgot about this yeah. <laughs> basically we talked for the last two hours or something like that and then we, yeah. we didn't talk about our team trials yeah, yeah, yeah. The, our shop regularly has three kind of formats that are on a weekly basis it is modern legacy and pioneer and they decided for the christmas event to host the team trios of all of these three events and you can just go and grab and connect to the other members of the of the well, well, communities magic, magic players yeah of the of the other formats and then yeah well, and ideally of course basically what we are doing is to really advertise legacy yeah this is <laughs> what we want to do part. legacy kissing <laughs> the legacy flag but this is what we used to do as always when we uh, for for the modern events a lot of people came from modern to legacy yeah. at our local game store so we actually grew a lot by this uh, by advertising so for us it worked quite a yep. bit that's for sure yeah i mean and the next step is recruiting pioneer players oh yeah I think although i think this is a pretty big gap yeah 
I would agree here if we weren't allowed to have our proxies and if we weren't allowed to have our proxy decks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the one thing that's different between like acquiring pioneer players to modern players is like, and uh, now they also have to buy the fetch lands. Mm -hmm. They've sunk in prices. Yeah, but it's still a meaningful um, set of money to to spend of a mana base now, because like if you port your yourself from modern to legacy. Mostly you won't spend a single cent besides the proxies on anything regarding the mana base. Maybe you want to play Wastelands, but most of the time it's like... Most of the time, the, it the things that you need are Force of Will. Yeah, Force actually. of Will, exactly. Force of Will, Wasteland. Um, like the, the, the 40 Pondus, mana, uh, 40 yeah. euro mythics or rares that popping up, of course, which are uh, really annoying, of course, also. But they're well, already in the modern format, so... Yeah. Most of them should yeah. have have it. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. And there aren't that many old uh, expensive cards anymore that aren't on the reserved list. Yeah, because they get reprinted all the time. And that's yeah. actually something that I really like about this um, new kind of age of printings of uh, Watsi. Is that they are very um, yeah, generous with the reprint policy. Yeah. On one hand, mm -hmm. actually, yeah. The, the one thing that I read a lot about reprint policy and stuff like that uh, online in the, the latter few days, especially because it's hard now for shops to keep up because the inventory uh, will over time get to be worth less and less. Um, so it's kind of now common that a lot of shops actually get sold out or get bought up by a bigger one because they can't afford to be sustained by itself mm. um, because the inventory is getting less and less and one thing that some of the guys mentioned was like we would really like um, especially um, like promo stuff like the old bordered uh, versions of the card that the premium foil stuff to be like this is now the only printing and we won't be printing a supreme art in the next mm. few time or, or in the next set because it was like i think there was a premium foil treatment for the one ring mm. which was like worth over 100 euros or something like that and there was a similar printing in the next set basically the one where we had the scroll artworks for Kishbowmasters, for Felingas and stuff like that um there it got similar printing and now the old printing is like also down to 60 70 euro yeah it's not something it doesn't follow a scheme what you can i don't know rely to yeah. so, so you and it felt it feels like it's all over the place kind of and i for example haven't never felt anything like big uh, i don't know uh, sympathy for for any promo versions anymore because any promo that gets printed doesn't feel promo to me anymore yeah, because there's so true. many different of them. For me, it's just a random version of, a, of the same card. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, whatever. And foil is now pretty much meaningless. T totally meaningless. It, yeah. It's just, it's just um, highly sought after cards. Yeah. They, they have uh, a high pricing or uh, a high foiling price. Yeah. Not, not really anymore. Previously, foil treatments were like times two, times three, times five the card. Now foil for like highly sought after cards, I would put it at like 15 to 20% mark. Okay, wow. Yep. I don't like foils. I don't play foils, so I totally miss this. I, I like foils in my pre-modern deck. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. That's a, that's a totally different league. That's Sorry, totally just a different this, yeah. sport. Uh, yeah. So we are now at at least times five markup if you're talking about seventh edition cards we are like way above that if you're talking about Urza's legacy Urza's saga yes. stuff the seventh edition duress for example <sighs> I do you have seventh editions? i don't have but you're such I, a cheaper yeah myself i had a lot of seventh edition foils back then wow this was a missed opportunity would have been worth so much um yeah i actually sold them when i got into legacy so i'm kind of torn here mm -hmm. because it helped me uh, fell in love with the format it helped yeah. me uh fuel my first deck that was death in texas mm -hmm. um but yeah now they would have been worth a huge huge 
boatload more. Yeah, so, I can see that. Yeah. And kind of one thing that we can mention here is like, I've seen a report that cryptocurrencies are currently rebounding. Uh, five of the, the top five cryptocurrencies are currently all on the way up. Do you know what that means? Um, reserveless cards are getting more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. So this is basically now the time to buy reserveless cards. No financial advice given here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you made me curious. Maybe I should buy um, I mean, something. Just I a couple of duels, one or two for Christmas. Yeah. yeah. One. To give yourself a little gift. Yeah. Maybe I've, one. I yeah. basically gave myself a... I, I, need, I need a plateau, actually, because I need two, kind of. I, I'm selling a plateau now. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we should talk. We should talk, <laughs> we should talk about it, yeah? Yeah. One thing I want to mention here is, like, I bought myself something. A little treatment. A small little Ödland. Wasteland, yeah. <laughs> 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 a nice wasteland, yes. It's, it's a bad land. A bad land. Ah, yeah, the German word for wasteland is Einöde. Which, it, yeah, it is similar. Yeah, yeah, uh, similar. I can similar. see it, yeah. No, a, a foreign black border German for a nice price. This was ridiculous, yeah. I, I've seen, I've now looked up the, uh, like, similar versions of the card. Yeah. I think the next one that I would say is better than mine mm. is at 625. Oh. 625. And the bought mine for... 370. No, what? Yeah, so uh, it's uh, absolutely ridiculous. That, that, that's insane. Be, be, that, that's insane. Peter, show, show me the card. It is just, was it, it was rated poor, right? It was rated poor. Yeah. It probably and has ink edges or something. No. It, it looks so nice. It is, it is at least good or excellent, actually. So the, <laughs> the seller did really lose at least 100 euros. Yeah, for sure. Like 100, we 150. Say, like we say in Austria, did they button homes click? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it, it was like I looked up the cards. I was in talk with with one of the sellers for uh, a Badlands for 370, but it was like really fucked up. And then a play in, uh, it's like a French store, um, put like two for 375. One is like like one of my better. Badlands, but uh, revised, which is like, yeah, really scrummy on the outside. You see that it's uh, basically darkened up the white edges and stuff like that. So it's really often played without sleeves. Um, but the other one was like strictly a lot better. And in person, it looks fantastic. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it was my gift for mm -hmm. doing well for Eternal Weekend or yeah. for Christmas. Yeah, now I really want to get myself a duel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it gets you in the mood, yeah. I thought about this on my way here, actually. To buy a duel? Yeah, to buy Do you want Which to one? have a Badlands? That would be my fourth. Hmm. Erlingas. I would, I would not <laughs> recommend to get the fourth Badlands, right? Because but it's a place. Yeah, I know, but... But but, but it's a place? <laughs> Why? Do you have four That's the only tools? argument, but what, what no, decks does it, does it open for you? Nothing. Do you have uh, a singleton duel that nope. you need a second copy of or something? No. Um, everything. Um, I have two duels of everything except Plateau, Badlands, and Bayou. These are three offs. Okay. You quite a lot of duels, actually, yeah. that you have. So The, the next step would be for a third volcanic island or a third yeah. underground sea. Yeah. These would be the next major steps, but. True. Ah, and I have three scrublands. Okay. Yeah. I, they're actually well equipped, of course. Yeah, for my for my shitty um, non-blue piles, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For um, my for myself, it's actually the other way around. I have only two offs for the non-blue ones, but for the blue ones, I have everything as a three off or four off. And just one plateau. And just one plateau. <laughs> <laughs> I have one scrap plant, one savannah, and one plateau. Oh, that hurts. That yeah, yeah. Hurts. But I, I need a second plateau. You need, at least you need two a second more plateau. Scrublands. <laughs> but for what do I need three scrublands? <laughs> for your piles, okay. For, my for Philip piles. piles. Yeah. But Philip, have you tried don't, not playing black in your piles? No. That's not an option. Try something option. like only Boros for your list. Uh, I've tried it. Boros Painter. Yeah, yeah it was a version uh, one time, yeah. some time ago, right? Actually, um, not that long ago, when this card was bad. 
Kind yeah, of. when this card was bad in in June when I was playing the. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I had red, uh, black in it, but it just was just for prismatic ending. Prismatic yeah. ending, yeah. Yeah, and the, if it was surgical or something, or well, a, a cyber plague engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was basically it, and everything else was straight up Boros. And this was one of the better versions, besides the one with with, with story Masters. time, basically. Yeah, this was the, the best this, one, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. When Bowmasters came back in and some, yeah. Yeah, the the version that I have now is probably the best one. Mm. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, when you can speak of a good version, <laughs> of a good deck, that that's a little bit. However, far, you can but define it, yeah, yeah. But, but it it's 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 really nice, yeah, Def- definitely. Um, that was just something I, I totally forgot it. Is it is something related to to um, the duels? Because otherwise, we I would to suggest to to, to, to switch to the one of the topics that we have. Ah, sounds nice. <laughs> I will. Uh, <laughs> uh, I will <laughs> think about it a little bit. Okay, maybe. just interrupt us and then it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I think we want to talk about a little bit on the latest, uh, well, big biggest event, let's say, uh, that's happening uh, a couple of days ago. Eternal Weekend North America. Um, Pittsburgh, I think it was. And... Yeah. Are hosted by Car Titan, or I think it's Eternal Weekend NA is like mm. hosted by Car Titan yep. for for a few years now. Yep. They've they've done basically the 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 legacy and vintage Eternal Weekends. Um, one thing that I hear about is like uh, they did Eternal Weekend like always for a three day event, mm-hmm. and this one was actually a four day event, um, which could be something that JK Entertainment for for Europe can change up too because there was like the issue with top eight of legacy top eight of vintage because like one guy in for, for the legacy event uh scooped in the the 10th round to to a friend of his he was paired into uh because he wa- really wanted to play vintage on the next day and he said like my deck is worse in the top eight please play the top eight maybe the split i don't know the exact story but he at least top eight at vintage on the next day, so everything was fine. But they had to basically give all the legacy top eight guys a buy for vintage in the first round because, like, of the pairings issue, it was like that's a mess. Play mm-hmm. vintage uh, legacy top eight, then vintage top eight, or the other way around on a separate day with with some side events. Nice, uh, will be better for yeah. for for the event in the future. But I think we we dive a little bit into the mm-hmm. top eight competitors. Yeah, we we've seen some s- familiar faces. I would say uh, we have Brian Cook yeah. on the Epic Storm. This is a surprise eight. to me. <laughs> Usually, I wouldn't have put Brian on Storm. Um, you wouldn't put Brian. Yeah, this was a joke, of course. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he he basically went top two or top four. Or won even a challenge back in the days with like for Kalur or something like that. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Or Bunt Miracles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because like everyone mulligans to a Force of Will yeah. uh, down to four or five he, cards. He also won a challenge with Ragdelva. Or was it the, the event with Ragdelva? Yeah. Could be. Yeah, that, that was the the time where everyone at the Mother played four Veil of Summer. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll. And because of this, a lot of mind break traps or something like that, I, I get confused here. But I I totally can recall it. It was Rakdelva. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. No, I think it's it's one of the standard lists that's uh, yeah. full on Besiege at the moment. And well, Besiege in the traditional uh, uh, the Epic Storm shell, I would say. Yeah. Then gotta, we have. Gotta take a look what Besieges are worth now. <laughs> around 2025 magic investments um one thing uh we have uh nick eldering ferrero on four color agro that's I, that's for sure um that's delva basically delva, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's but delva it's, Stella. it's burg delva with orcish bowmasters questing roots uh merc tides do they have a single they have two tropical islands to support um the the front half of questing druid with 
Well, it's basically Grixis, right? But you just can cast the Questing Druid exactly. as option. That's the only green card. That's the similar idea that uh, Jujubin was doing yeah. with his Rug deck, which is actually just blue-red. And just the splash for the Druid as but an option. But he only plays one Tropical Island. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this one is actually playing two drops yeah. to so questing druids should be more of a, mm-hmm. a focus of the deck uh, well it, i you you're, you're correct although this is of course only i think a three off in the in the in this four color version and and i i actually have not seen this card in action oh it's, it's a four it's sorry a four off, yeah. sorry okay um i haven't seen this card so much in action myself i don't know how much you actually get to cast the druid how how often is the druid actually relevant cast a lot against me from Chujubi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he basically, I think in both games, in total, he yeah. casts the, the Seek the Beast three times and casts the yeah. the, the, the Druid twice or thrice. But, so. but I, I really like this card because it's like on, on the surface level, it's red. So yeah. you, you, it's not that card if you're screwed in mana and you don't have a, a, a trap or something. So you can just get your value. You can you get your two cards. And optionally, you can also deploy the threat. Yeah, um, late in the game when later, you are yeah, yeah. uh, mana screwed. So, so Basically, they, they, they fix themselves. Yeah, yeah. It, is, it is nice um, as, a, as a card. And it seems fair, good, not overpowered, of course. It's, it's a it's, good option. and It's a better Reckless Impulse. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's for sure. Yeah. And Reckless Impulse was already on the verge of being playable. After Expressive, yeah. After Expressive Ban, yeah. And what I really like about Questing Druid is I hope that someone <laughs> brews up the Chunt version. Oh, it would Gracious be nice, yeah. Chandler with Bow Questing Master. Druid, Bowmaster, yeah. Baubles or something. Uh, I mean, what, what, the, what, what can this version do better than Delta? Probably nothing besides style. Yeah, one thing is like I think there was one guy with five or five O or even six O at Eternal Weekend with Chant. With Chant. Yeah. Shortly, I think, yeah, for a short amount of time, but it it, it fell off. Yeah. In uh, the last couple of rounds. Then for the additional top eight competitors, we have Chuck Kitchen on Strawberry Shortcake. What year is it? What? Should we go a little bit into the differences between <laughs> painter, painter or a strawberry sure. shortcake? Because like previously, always it got sold. Yeah, strawberry shortcake. This is red, white painter. But which is actually painter also right now. Which is currently to, uh, the norm, quote so, unquote normal pile of painter. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's the same. It's uh, insert Spider-Man yeah. man, meme here. Corporate wants to see what the difference is. It's the same. Yeah, we we have Mr. Fringe, also in the top eight with the painter. Fable Painter mm-hmm. uh, list. So I'm just opening up uh, the Strawberry Shortcake list. One of the key differences that we can spot here is the missing of a specific enchantment. Fable. Strawberry Shortcake does not play Fable of the Mirror Breaker. Um, it plays Imperial Recruiter in the slot. It also plays way more fast mana. In this case, uh, three Seaman Spirit Guide and two Lotus Petals, so it's like one up with an additional Lines of Diamond. It also plays um, two uh, Enlightened Tutors. So you are way more set up to, to get to your combo pieces. Um, also with three grindstone and four painter you have like one additional combo piece uh, where with two counter great creator to get the fourth grindstone out of the sideboard so this version of painter is way way faster it loses more in the yeah. end game but has more fast mana mm-hmm. has more access to both of those combo pieces with imp- inc- uh, recruiter for the painter uh, tutor with uh, Enlightened Tutor for the Painter and mm-hmm. for the Grindstone with the Saga and stuff like that. Um, so it's like a really, really sweet, different list. And it basically came out of the old days of Starbreak Shortcake yeah. when it still played mm-hmm. the one tiny thing that can screw your top of the deck and draw your cards. And was insane with Goblin Welder. Senses Divining Top. Senses Divining mm. Top. Yeah, the ban really... Really screwed over a lot of a lot of decks. Yeah, unfortunate. 
It looks so, just a more combo-oriented deck, yeah? Yeah. It's just way faster. Then we have Jay Wachikowski, uh, who lost in the finals with Crixis Delva, uh, Kesslin with Cradle Control, and White, what Gibson on mm -hmm. Cephalid Breakfast. Very nice. And the winner of the top eight, TK Strachan on Beanstalk Control. Yeah. With Triumph of St. Catherine. Oh my god. That is true. I, I knew it. I knew it. I was hyped. <laughs> Back then in the episode, I, yeah. I I said Triumph is just bonkers. Yeah, I had the same impression also. It, it this this tournament was a great showing for Catherine for sure. And like like we said uh, before, I think it was last year when we had this uh, episode in, in the winter or something. Yeah. Um, and we all said people haven't found the right shell um, for it to be played in. Mm -hmm. And actually, what happened is that uh, the right card wasn't printed yet, which is up the beanstalk. The beanstalk, yeah, pairs very nicely. And up the beanstalk with Cr the triumph of Saint Catherine is. Oh, so insane. There's a lot of good things that pair with up the beanstalk. Um, forces, obviously, bindings. Typical cards that uh, got paired with this card. Triumph and a Merktad Regent action. And Laurel Revealed. Laurel Revealed <laughs> option, yeah. Terminus, yeah. Terminus is also, yeah. Although, I, think, so I tried this deck last Friday at our FNM. Okay. I thought to myself when I had a look at this list... There's a lot of creatures that you play yourself. I find this Terminus can be somewhat of a nombo sometimes. If you have, you know, you, you play a lot of cards that are going onto the board yourself. I, for example, tried it and put the Terminus in the sideboard just to have it for specific matchups for that reason. And I wanted to tackle combo a little bit more, so I put in like a, a spell pierce instead of that. It's it's just one way to how you can do it. Yeah, that's the nice thing about control because you can yeah, yeah, always yeah. shave it to to your meta game. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I have to say. So, well, I, I suck at control. So everything that I say, please take it with a grain of salt. And I can say I went solid one and three. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is okay. Sometimes I have to say I think it's too many creatures somehow. Because um, it doesn't really feel like a control deck because sometimes you, you know, you draw a couple of uh, Catherines, a Bowmasters and Merktides, but I want to have my swords, my forces to control the opponent. And sometimes you don't draw your, uh, uh, well, the other way around, you draw too many controlling elements when you actually need to be an aggro kind of gamer and, and need to close up your, your opponent. I don't know. I I'm not sure if this deck is like the best version of it. Could be tweaked, I would say. But it, it didn't feel bad to be honest. It it, it felt alright. Um yeah. Like I, I said, I'm not a good control player, so yeah. could be due to me, but it's okay. Actually what I for myself don't like about this list, and Peter will get shocked here right now, is the Bowmasters. Mm. I thought you will say great. that the they list isn't yeah, playing yeah. plateau. You have to. <laughs> they are plateau. You, the bowmasters, I think you have to. I, I would, I would, I would personally, I would maybe try to reduce the Merktides. Go yeah, down two, two, for example. Yeah. Have maybe more. Whatever, yeah. Whatever I like, you need. Like two dress downs against all the saga piles. One, one thing that uh, I, I think I can say is like the list has a similar origin to the new. Pokemoki uh, piles, mm -hmm. uh, which are currently back tempo. Yeah. Um, plays a similar suite. I mean, the removal is different because this one plays now Terminus, mm -hmm. Swords, and Leyland Binding, uh, but plays another removal suite, plays a lot of cheeky, sweet tech cards in those places. Um, and yeah, I think like. Both of those decks have similar strengths. Oh. This one is a little bit worse in the mana base, uh, which can definitely lead to like getting screwed off by wastelands and stuff like that. Um, and I think you can say that the mana base is incredibly greedy. Oh uh, yeah, it's also it's a plays, 60 card deck. It's a 60 card deck, four color, and it plays two basics. It plays an island and a plains. Yeah. 
but on on the other side you don't see uh wastelands which these decks can also play sometimes like yep. uh, one or two of of wasteland so at least this is and for for the mana wise if no freaking uh marcus was in one of them <laughs> I, i felt fine uh, even even through wasteland but yeah. It yeah, was only and, a couple of games. And very comes like with, with a lot of practice, uh, especially against Magos. It's it's like a little sub game of Magic that you do uh, if you're playing a Magos of the Moon deck versus something like a Beanstalk deck. It's like always always like going around places trying to be able to deploy Magos where like the fetchlands aren't currently available and there's like only one basic and stuff like that. And now with an island and the planes, it's you have to be careful uh, because it's like a big hindrance when you fetch for for them because the mana gets much worse for you to play with. Yeah. But it gives you so much sustainability if like a Magus or a Blavum gets dropped. Yeah. And especially with the planes, you have now the outs to both a Magus mm. yeah. and the Blavum. Uh, because Lilian Banning is just yeah. a very powerful card. Ah, uh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you still have to cast it for five mana. Six. Five because you have uh, for for four because you have a plane ah, and a mountain. True, you're right. Um, you're right. Yeah, and but, maybe an island, or ideally, yeah, island. but but yeah, because but four yeah. mana is okay. And this is also one thing that this deck can only cast uh, binding for two mana and not for one. Uh, some some guys would put in like a triumph that also has red mana, but this one hasn't. This deck, ah, yeah, but I think sure. this is actually fine. This is it is fine. You don't have to be. Because this triumph is, I often feel it's so greedy. Like you feel, see from the sideboards, you don't really need Pyroblast anymore. It is really on the downswing. Uh, Pyroblast is not so potent in this uh, current format. Hydroblast is, on the other hand, better. I would, I would argue. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And um, for that reason. I think it's fine if you have Leland Binding only casting for two mana and then you have a more stable mana base for that reason. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean Pyroblast is for me on an old time low. Yep. I'm currently on three Pyroblasts in painter. In painter. <laughs> That's it's, insane. it's like um uh me with uh Tobias, we we talked a lot over the last week on how to, to address painter and how to, to yep. switch up stuff. And we came to the conclusion, I, I, which was I feeling after Eternal Weekend is like, Power Blasts are really, really shitty currently. What do you think about Prismatic Ending? And we are now currently on four swords, two Prismatic Ending and three Pyroblasts. Mm. And it feels much better. Because mm. like the, the Prismatic Ending are, you can play them versus Control. It gets rid of an Ur, it can get rid of a Beanstalk if you're yeah. going for the grindy way. Uh, against like green red depths you can kill a knight of the reliquary mm -hmm. um in six ways now it's insane and painter having it out and power blasting something against like open white mana is like i hope they don't screw me mm -hmm. because like a sword is now incredibly awkward yeah so yeah prismatic ending over pyroblasts and if painter reduces the blast to a lot of lists on and on four and did the aggressive ray and putting out on, down to three yeah. it could be a sign <laughs> absolutely yeah this so is... the rain of blue is over no not really blue i would say because brainstorm ponder force is still one of the most best broken things yeah broken that's true things in legacy it's, it's a given no the shell is there the yeah. wind condition switched up to yeah. not be impacted by the the cards that kill the shell yeah Well, yeah, that's true. Besides Murktide. Yeah. yeah, besides Murktide. Because now you're playing a Triumph of St. Canfreen instead of a Chase the Mind Sculptor. Yeah. Now you're playing a Minskimpu in case of a Counterbalance or a Chase the Mind Sculptor. Mm. So all mostly due to Bomaster, it was, it was shifting in that direction. Bomaster and then the Druid. Maybe. Yeah. And what do you think about this shift? Do you think it's healthy? Or? Yeah, yeah. For me, this uh, I don't see it like I don't have a problem in this kind of for these kind of shifts because the the format as a whole is really healthy in my views. This is my my uh, well the, the the main point behind my 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 uh, opinion of this. This is just a normal meta game shift, and you know 
this is a time where okay i don't play parablast anymore it's fine i can play personality ending or so like swords this adaption of swords that, that was a while ago from painter also something that it's just yeah okay uh metagame shifts a new card is printed everything yeah. is still fine but i need to adjust yeah. and it's okay it's not that you know everybody has to well, for me it doesn't i don't think it's bad if parablast is not so good anymore yeah. at the moment it will be back again in, i don't know yeah i think we can all agree here that um this meta game that we have right now is probably one of the best and one of the healthiest that we had it's in the last good, yeah. um yeah. couple of years because we went through a lot of shit yeah with with luros expressive iteration ragavan um mm -hmm. underworld breach um and not even the big big boogeyman besieged the mirror yes. um was really that impactful it boosted storm arc depth a little bit yeah but they needed help they needed help i think they could still need some more help yeah i think but, so too yeah but but it is playable and yeah. also i think graveyard decks would need also a little bit more help yeah besides reanimator because mm. um when's the last time um dredge got something to play with i mean for endurance <laughs> yeah i mean endurance is <sighs> Yeah, yeah it, it's even though so it's not existing yeah but, it's not existing but there's yeah. so much incidental graveyard hate mm -hmm. right now and yeah. the, the problem i see with printing some cards that that are really good in in something like dredge or graveyard oriented strategies is like what are cards that they wish for mm. it's basically something that would prevent your opponent to do something against you mm. because like you have all the tools to do yeah. something really broken stuff the one thing that you're missing is basically something yeah that stops the opponent to interact with your grave it's something like lenin of sanctity does uh or or like that the Even gravestone not, does not so often also so it's, but it's yeah it's 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 really difficult to print a card that would be healthy for any kind of magic yeah. without and being overpowered yeah. yeah that's true that's true and and without being played in reanimator because reanimator yeah. is basically the only real graveyard deck that's um that mm -hmm. ha that's been left and, and i think this is the the, the point uh, that you're just mentioning uh because of this that a lot of different decks get you know free graveyard hate you know it's on this card and oh i need to respect this card from this deck and this deck and everybody has graveyard hate and more and more graveyard hate gets printed in whatever form that a really 100% dedicated graveyard deck cannot survive anymore. And every graveyard deck has to have a plan B yeah. Yeah. at this point. You cannot just play like reanimate the dredge, which is full on graveyard. You, you have to have a really strong game plan to play around uh, graveyard Tate. But I think this is getting to a point where this is close to impossible um, or getting closer to it. Or you have a plan B, like I don't know, for example, like show and tell with show and tell, or or if I think of uh, breakfast, for example, they have saga, saga, saga plans and everything. Yeah. yeah, something like this. So you have to have this, or well, hundred percent graveyard. I think in the long run, it, it won't work out. Yeah, it's it's like you you hope that you went on uh, as it was like on previous timestamps where you played like dredge, hogak and stuff like that um hogan not so much but but dredge for sure it was like you will stomp game one and on game two or game three you hope that it's your opponent's game yeah a graffiti hit fails and if or it goes you to, have the anti-hate yeah. or you have the anti-hate yeah mm -hmm. so it was like the, the sub game if you draw the right cards i mean it's now even worse because we have in the times where those decks were really good. Do you know? Do you remember the Mulligan rule? It was the old Mulligan rule. Which one? It was, it was the, the the Paris. Paris Mulligan. was. Mm -hmm. And now we are in the London Mulligan. London, yeah. Now it was the Vancouver Mulligan. Vancouver was uh, also yeah. Yeah. Vancouver, yeah. It was the the one where you draw one card less and scry mm -hmm. if you are mm -hmm. on less than seven cards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and this one was the Mulligan rule when the last time Dredgeons decks like that were great. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. And pe people were fearing that uh, graveyard decks would overpower the format because um, 
they find the perfect seven more often. Oh, but the perfect five. Oh, the perfect five more <laughs> often. And oh, in my case, the perfect two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's the perfect two? Leila and Leila and <laughs> just, <laughs> just wanted to make a joke about my mulligan luck, but <laughs> <laughs> joke on you, you don't mulligan the luck. <laughs> <laughs> Always keep the trashiest seven. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, so I, I also have to um change my ways and have to find new decks to play with. Painter. Uh, actually, um I really Burn. like this beans uh, the beanstalk control or, or decks with beanstalk. And I was so um, I was so hyped about this blue green green deck, mm -hmm. uh, beanstalk deck that I played, and it was just so fun. I think I think this is something um, that can be improved. The raw shell is certainly not not that great, but it was really fun. Uh -huh. Can we make a deal, Phil? Tell me. You will stick to this deck, to this archetype for a year, and try your best how to improve it. <laughs> Because but like I think lot, one yeah. of the things that you you miss a little bit in your skill set is cantrip control. control. Oh. Yeah, um, definitely. Because I'm you you really, are really uh, bad bad brainstorm player. Yeah, because you played like for such a long deck, graveyard oriented yes. strategies, uh, and now the the, the <laughs> yeah. mid range piles and stuff like that. I want you to to stick to a deck. Try your best. With blue, I know, uh, I know. Isn't there, isn't there like, is it called Danny Kruger effect? The Danny Kruger, but I know that I'm shit. That's a difference. No, no, no. <laughs> but, 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 but for brainstorm, it's like at the beginning, we are really bad, you do end of term brainstorm. Then in yeah. the middle, when you start to, to understand brainstorm, you go brainstorm fetch. And then when you're really good, you go end of term brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it's like, I just need now exactly this card yeah, and yeah. this amount of mana for the next turn. It's like all planning and look. No, but the, the thing is like, um, it's also for me, when you start to play a deck for a long time, you get better and better and better with it. You understand some stuff because I know for myself, I'm really shitty with Brainstorm. Uh, yeah. I can't mulligan with blue cards because I don't know what the Ponder or Brainstorm means for my hand. And you don't know what you want to get yeah yeah and the, here just uh there are two things to ask yourself is who's the beatdown that's yeah that's the, true. The, 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 the first one always right and then the second one of course what is your game plan yeah. what is your game plan uh which is based on the answer of who's the beatdown and mm. yeah there you should get the answer of what your pond or brainstorm should be doing yeah usually but it's very hard it's very hard and the so next easy, thing is yeah. like with those cards your game plan is fluctuating regarding which cards are on top of your deck. Yeah. And that makes it even more hard. Depends. I, you don't have to keep them. With Ponder, you can shuffle. Yeah, yeah. But... It's, or Brainstorm, you're not, of course. But but if I think, like, I get an answer for the Ponder, then I'm the control the player. You're digging for I'm the digging answer. for an answer. What if I don't dig an answer? Then you have to evaluate. Can <laughs> I work with these three cards? Or should I just shuffle? I keep seven cards or six <laughs> cards. I have a game plan. I know what I want to do up until turn four. Then I, I draw think one card a I turn. I think this is actually a good point, Peter. Uh, when you have your pond in hand and you're thinking of how you cast the card, don't think of what if I don't find what I'm looking for. No, this I'm at the first I'm, I'm always stage like, not, I want not this relevant. card to be this card. But those cards won't get this card for me. I yeah. would also not say I want this card to be this card, but I would more get uh, one step back. I would say this should be a counter spell, or this should be a removal spell, or this should be a threat. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, no. I mean, I want this card to be like one of those cards yeah, that exactly. can deal with this threat or exactly. that can evaluate exactly. my game plan further yeah, yeah. For, for the next That's idea, Yeah. I want to have. I want to hit the land, for example. Yeah, that's what I want to say for myself. A pond or a brainstorm <laughs> is more. Oh, on. that's basically <laughs> land. And then I just whiff, and it's like fuck my life. <laughs> Always keeping one landers. <laughs> <laughs> no, basically, more like keeping two landers and then get screwed up. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. But it so. happens. It happens also. Yeah. So, but I can. Nice. I can surely try. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, 
I can stick to an archetype. You know, I played Phoenix for a long time. I played six years Death in Texas mm -hmm. and three years um, Dead Guy Ale. And then you played one year Hogak. Now, one, one year, year Dredge, one year Hogak. And now it's like a one, two years a Phoenix. shapeshifter. Wait, what? A shapeshifter? You're now a shapeshifter. You're yeah, because, because my favorite decks are really good. Good anymore, yeah. They they were good, but aren't now. Mm, yeah. And I and I simply can't go back to playing Death in Texas. Uh, drawing cards is just too good, <laughs> even <laughs> if it's just faithless looting. Yeah, true. Don't play Reanimator. It had forty five percent win percentage. No, yeah, Phoenix. Yeah, I I played Reanimator, and it just it just felt so bad. It's it's just not a, not a good deck in my opinion. Sure, if you're That's dedicated reanimator player, you crush everyone. Right. But um, but it could be a, a nice New Year's resolution for yourself to just play reanimator. No, play re no thank you. No, <laughs> to, to don't play reanimator. Uh, okay, <laughs> that was pretty easy. So New Year's resolution: so play more brainstorms, play more ponders, play less reanimate. You you can play like make a New Year's resolution to play every big event the same deck. Could be every event the same deck. Every event also good would be even better. So like you're prepared for the big event. Like every FNM, every yeah. tournament we travel to. Well, that, so that sounds like a plan. I think we can all agree to do this. I will make it with Mississippi. This, oh my <laughs> no, god! Come on! No, you will come have on. no fun. No, I will play. No, this, this, this deck is so utterly bullshit. It's so bad, yeah. It's not even it's not even funny anymore. No. I mean, I like bullshit decks like Oopsol spells mm. or, or I don't know. Uh, there are a lot of decks that I find yeah. funny, but this pile is just dumb. It's done, yeah. It's really sweet. I really no, love stacking triggers. You know my back days. You would have it. loved playing Nor yeah, in the Yeah, just play Storm, come on. Yeah, <laughs> then you have a lot of triggers. <laughs> Or Storm. <laughs> yeah, you know, Flusterstorm isn't really that great against Mississippi River. Yeah, I assume so, but <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Mind Break Trap seems great. No, because it doesn't excel abilities. Teferi seems great. <laughs> Teferi is great. <laughs> Teferi is game over, yes. <laughs> you, st you still play 6-6 six, six as for 6. <laughs> no, I will play Painter. It's like... It's yes, like you my found best at year. The moment, yes. It's insane. I love the archetype. It's the deck is just insane. Mm. I've basically played for, for for the last half a year. I've played in not really that many events. the The events were um, Bologna for seasons for seven two, G <laughs> Eternal Weekend for seven three, and now two FNMs for four. Yeah. It's like those are my last four events I played the deck. It's with that regard, for me it has it must be breakfast actually because I had the best results with it also last year. Yeah. But Yeah, the thing is difficult. you kinda of want to switch a little bit into Storm. I find kinda, your old ways. I find a yeah. Yeah, Storm is also always um an option for me because it always feels so just so tempting. For me too. Yeah. Do you want to try the, the new Epic Storm versions? Epic Storm is a deck, it's really funny. I, I picked it up like five times in, in my magic life. And it was always completely different. I was always so, I don't know, destroyed by everybody. Every time this was like fate telling me you should not touch this deck. Every time. The, the first time that I try it, it is... Uh, well. In our FNM, uh, well, in our community who plays Storm, basically nobody. Uh, Andreas. Basically. Andreas, maybe, yeah. I pick up Tess, like after one, 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 uh, I don't know, after any period of time. First round, first match, I was paired against the Mirror. Yeah, this this happens all the time. I don't know. It's Murphy's Law or something like that. It's the same for for and my things. Like when when I play, uh, I'm sorry, but I have to I have to um, tell this now. Yeah. When I picked up um, Dredge after a hiatus of I don't know <laughs> a year or, or one and a half years, yeah. 
and people were sh uh, shaving their graveyard hate down to one surgical. Yeah. That was, I don't know, I think it was Ragavan, Blue Red Delva, or, or some kind, some mm -hmm. kind of that, uh, mm -hmm. some kind of era. And then I, I think, uh, let, let's just have some fun with, with uh, Dredge. Uh, graveyard hate is on a low. And game one, round, uh, round one, game one. My opponent was on madness. I totally destroy him. Game uh, uh, round one. Okay, and then in comes leyline, leyline, leyline. <laughs> okay, I scoop it up. Yeah. Then he goes uh, in game three, leyline, leyline. Yeah. And I uh, force of vigor both of them. Uh, both of them. Yeah. Then proceed to dredge yeah. and get hit with fairy makeup. <laughs> <laughs> and afterwards he tells me, yeah, he didn't have enough. Sp enough things in his sideboard so he just put four fairy macabre for later of the void in it <laughs> this is what what is going on yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, it's just fate, te yeah. fate telling me don't play graveyard day. <laughs> oh, yeah. no one thing I, I can say about TS it's like I've, I've watched basically a lot or all of videos from Brian Cook and yeah no it's it's really interesting how he proceeds the deck yeah and because it's like so different to playing ant in the the in the old days of legacy to the days where rodrigo togorish basically won gps mm -hmm. and stuff oh. like that it's it's like a very very different deck yes. now you're a little bit more i want to punch you into your face and if you doesn't duck you get hit into your face and then i win so it's like always pulling the punches and see how your opponent reacts mm -hmm. and if it doesn't react he's dead i, I li also like the thought thesis and and more interaction and having the grindy the, the grindy element play style, yeah. grindy yeah let's put it that way yeah uh, i'm also very much into more into ants and tests uh, so but yeah could be a nice option uh, for the but but one thing is like i think you kind of have to book now a tutoring session or something like that with him after Where, like playing one or two events so who with, uh, with, with Brian. Brian okay because because I think those guys can give you like the, the small thing that you need to 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 blink that you are now onto the right yeah, path yeah, yeah, to yeah. play yeah. the deck this is a lot of value for sure for any people or anybody who wants to pick up this 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 deck for sure I but think um we all have our little magical new res resolutions here. Yeah. Um, we will put a, a question in the show mm -hmm. notes. So if you have your own um, New Year's resolutions regarding Magic the Gathering, please write them in so for us um, mm -hmm. that we can talk about it. Absolutely. I think if, if you guys agree, I would say this also wraps up the episode pretty nicely. For sure. Definitely. So if you like what we are doing, consider following us on social media. It's at response underscore legacy. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and soon to be on Threads. And OnlyFans. <laughs> it's <laughs> always in the It's www.onlyfans.com slash legacy. I'm not just joking. <laughs> but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at FinnekMTG, P-H-I-N-E-K-M-T-G. Where can we find you, Peter, on you social media? You can find me on Twitter. It's at UnicornLord, but the O in the Lord is a zero. Where can we find you, Insectable Aberration, Daniel? Absolutely. You can find me on any Delver that doesn't flip. And also on x twitter under <laughs> <laughs> uh, at flying delver as always sometimes insectile in in insectile aberration insectile aberration thank you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think mm, happy christmas of course to everybody happy and new year enjoy your holidays enjoy your holidays and tune in on the 24th yeah in response Yeah. Maybe in the next episode. <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs>
This was an response, a legacy podcast. If you enjoyed the ride, feel free to support the show by following, leaving a review or subscribe on patreon.com slash response underscore legacy.